Welcome. You're listening to the Handyman Academy podcast with your host, Jeremy Lewis. What is up, everybody? It's Jeremy with another episode of the Handyman Academy. First, I would like to thank everyone who sent in emails for their homework last week. My favorite came from Roger out in Oklahoma, who had just started his handyman business in early December, who wrote in to say that he had secured his biggest job yet and that his goal for 2023 is to earn $30,000 in profit. I think that is just an awesome goal. Getting into the topic of the day though, we are going to be talking about the size of your business. Whether you've worked in a big business where you may be one of a thousand or hundred thousand employees, or you have worked in a small ma and pop business where you are one of six employees, if you've worked anywhere other than your handyman business, you've likely never encountered a business that is operated, managed, and owned by the very same person. Oftentimes when I go to work on a client's home, they will ask me about the company. They will ask how long the company has been in business. They will ask if my boss is a nice person to work for and so on. Why do you think that is? It is very simple. They have experience with other service-based businesses. Electrical companies with multiple electricians, plumbing companies with multiple plumbers, people to answer the phones and book the appointments, they may have dealt with a home remodeling business that have several two or three person teams knocking out kitchens, bathrooms, and basements. So why then do we as handymen and women often take the approach to our businesses that we need to be a one person operation? In Michael Gerber's The E-Myth Revised, he speaks about the technician, the manager, and the entrepreneur who are each aspects of the typical business starter. He goes on to say that the entrepreneur dreamt up the business, the manager organizes and builds systems, and the technician is the one that does the work. I put a link to his book in the description below. It is an amazing book that absolutely opened my eyes to how a small business can grow. It is in these three aspects of ourselves that I believe we find the problem. And yes, I do think it is a problem that we as handymen and women typically go it alone in our business. In the beginning, we have this big dream, making our own schedules, freedom, money, happiness, time with our families. The entrepreneur in us gets going headfirst into our business. It comes up with fresh ideas on how to find clients, how to market ourselves, loves the process of coming up with a name and logo. The manager in us thrives on the spreadsheets that we use to keep our numbers, clients, and receipts in order. The technician works. When the entrepreneur dreams and schemes, the technician works. When the manager is organizing the client list for the hundredth time, the technician works. And it is with that that the technician takes over. The technician, overwhelmed with all of these ideas and processes, dives into the work that the clients are paying for. As we get into the grit of the building of the business, we seldom realize that we have to constantly find clients. And when we find clients, or they find us, we are constantly on calls or responding to texts, or building estimates. And when we aren't doing that, we are doing the work. We do everything. 
And once you have a somewhat stable client base and you're making money, it is only natural to start building systems. Systems that could take some of the work off your plate. But when do you have time to make systems? You are working after all. You have clients waiting. You start writing up a document on how to handle phone calls. But you're not used to thinking about how you answer the phone or how you answer the client's questions. You just do it. Your computer's trash bin fills with discarded attempts at recording your process, and you have a job to get to, so you stop. A year goes by and you think it's time to find a helper. Surely this would be an easier process than your last attempt. You interview your buddy's buddy, who came highly recommended. You meet him at a coffee shop and he's well-dressed but can't really hold a conversation. You know your clients love to talk with you while you work, and part of the reason you're successful is being able to be charismatic while also being professional. Nope, this guy surely won't do. You have a few more interviews, but you hire none of them. Fear grows in your gut that these potential workers would send your hard-earned clients running to Joe Schmo Handyman across town, or worse yet, start their own business and take your clients. Another year goes by and you've stopped looking for help. You'll just do this solo until it is time to retire. This is where I suspect most handymen and women are at and it breaks my heart. The entrepreneur and the manager are left to sit in their corners to slowly suffocate under the constant pressure of the technician who is just working for work's sake with no real plan for the future. As I went along in my own business, I realized what parts of the business I enjoyed doing and what I didn't. That is how my business grew. I decided that I would focus on what brought me joy instead of the fear of building systems. I decided that I would let go of the fear of someone messing up my business and brought people on board. Why? Because I built this business and even with the worst case scenario I could think of, I could fix it. So how did I grow my business? I personally loathe speaking on the phone, but my wife doesn't. So we developed systems for her to handle the calls. I installed a call recording software on my phone, and whenever I took a business call, I recorded it. And together we tore it apart and designed the system that she uses. But the best part? She tweaks the system as she uses it every day. I don't have to be involved past the initial recording and setting up of this process. I dislike balancing the books, ensuring the accounts are accurate and everything to do with the software like QuickBooks or Wave or whatever. So I brought on a QuickBooks whiz who absolutely loves doing all of that stuff. I couldn't run my business without her. And when I got injured late last year, I had systems in place to send work to other handy men and women in my area for a small fee, which kept my bills paid and still served my clients. We will be talking about networking in another episode, so I won't go into this too much here. But whether you're a solopreneur or you dream of building your business into a multi-office handyman business with dozens of employees, there is only the size that is right for you. And so for homework this week, I want you to email me over at handymanacademyhomework at gmail.com. Again, handymanacademyhomework 
at gmail.com and tell me what part or parts of your business you enjoy doing and what you would hire an employee to handle for you. Well, that's it. Easy peasy. Have a great week, my friends. I will see you next week and bye for now.